My skin is black. What she looking at? My skin is black. What she looking at? My skin is black. What she looking at? My skin. Welcome to episode 27 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Oh, girl, I'm 27. Lord, okay. That means I've been moving and grooving. That's super cute. So this episode, I have Tierra White Campbell, designer, artist, visionary. Now she's doing music as well. Tierra's a great friend of mine. We actually met um, when we worked at Saks and we connected because we're both from the Midwest. She's from Detroit. (laughs) Shout out to Detroit. D-Town. Um, and just had like a lot of like similar interests and stuff like that. And we kind of just, you know, formed a friendship. And I haven't seen her, so we'll be catching up this episode. Yes. She also has a brand that's called Hippie Acid. Yeah. And I actually did like a little cameo in a visual. Um, it was like it was like a visual video. What would you a call that? A short, short film. A short film, like yeah. a visual short film. Really dope. So she's great. So let's, before we jump in, I like to do like this little icebreaker or whatever. Um, it's called This or That. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, shorts or pants? Shorts. Uh, head wraps or hats? Hats. Uh, side boob or under boob? Ooh, girl, side boob. <laughs> <laughs> um, wedges or mules? I'll take a good mule. I'll take a good, yeah, yeah. I'll take a good mule too. Yeah. Wide leg or skinny leg? Oh, she feels how she feels. But <laughs> um, I, either. Either. Don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and what is your favorite go-to accessory? So is it jewelry or is it like sunglasses, hats, scarves? Sunglasses for sure. I'm known for my frame. So mm-hmm. I got to keep a good pair of shades. Got it. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's jump right on in, Tiara. You got to brief me on what's been going on. What's going on yeah. with Hippie Acid? What's going on in the visual world? What We'll start with Hippie Acid. How did you get your inspiration behind starting Hippie Acid? Hippie Acid is a chemical breakdown of my brain. Um, I'm always like colorful and vibrant when it comes to color and my thought process. Um, Hippie Acid just formed, I formed a blog for it first um, in like 2005. And it was just inspirations pulled from my ideas of what fashion should look like in my perspective. Um, And then you know, I started to feel my own fashion vibes mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, just being me and being free and having the ability to dress however I want to dress and showcasing that because I started the blog. So I started posting pictures with the blog as well. And the feedback from people was just like bananas, right. you know. So is it's your perspective different. just like that free, like do whatever you want or do you have like something like in particular in mind that is like actual like this is happy ass this is my perspective of what fashion is? Yeah. What is it? It's my perspective. Okay. It's yeah. It's more like my style. Mm-hmm. It's personal. It's personal. Okay. Yeah. So it's near and dear to your heart. Exactly. Yeah, I always say that fashion definitely has like an emotional connection to it. For and sure. when it doesn't have an emotional connection to it, it's usually like fast fashion. It's just simple shit. It's trendy. So girl. it's like stepping away from the trendy shit we and like all moving know into about the that emotion. Fashion, huh? Girl, fashion over. Okay. The who steals people's designs. Fashion over. Shout out to Fashion Nova, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shouting y'all out. <laughs> Get y'all coin, honey. <laughs> <laughs> By ripping off other people. 
I ain't gonna let them live. It's a business. Look at make it easier for us. Uh, okay? no, like, I ain't gonna let to them identify. live. Identify. <laughs> Facts. Right. Y'all in the forefront of it. Do you feel that like it has been harder for you um, to like grow your brand, like being a black designer, or do you feel like you like in a good space, like where you need to be or like where you want to go? But like, have you ever felt like that your your growth was like tainted from being black? Ooh, yes. I, recently. Oh, something happened. I got we got a segment called Disaster Stories and good story. I'm like, do we need to? Where do you want to tell us this story? Girl, <laughs> what happened? It, New York is a big city, <laughs> so you're torn between people who are from here and then people like myself who come here and you know have a diverse versatility to themselves and it's like oh you're of color wait let me digress Mm. yep you know do you really know what you're talking about that's what frightened me Mm -hmm. at first about being here because i was like okay i need to double back on my history because you know i was born in detroit moved to california my mom we're transplant to California and my mom was all about diversity and you know just blending in um so I made a lot of friends and they were from all different backgrounds Mm -hmm. so to me everybody is involved with the creative process right no matter what color you are gender and but here you felt like it's tainted like so but for here when did you move to New York I moved to New York in 2013 okay um and I was on a mission mm-hmm. when I first moved here. So was it difficult? It was very difficult. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not used to it. Yeah, I'm still not. I'm, oh, you've been here for six years. I moved here, I think, a year after you. So I moved here in 2014, and it has been a goddamn roller coaster. Ooh. But when they see us, it's funny that movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> when scary. they see us, I think they do get in, intimidated or a little shocker, you know, um, to see us in different positions within the fashion field. Absolutely. You know, I do my uh, tour um, first Friday every month. And for the most part, a lot of black designers have signed up for my tour. Like, I think I've had two, like one white lady and one um, Filipino lady, and they were shocked when I walked up and you know, I introduced myself, and they're just like, oh, it's you? Yeah. Right. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I was just, and then they're, mind you, I don't think that it's not like they're in any type of positions. These are just like regular people. They're just like shocked or like taken back that that I can know where to go to get things manufactured, or you just automatically you think Asian or Hispanic when you think like manufacturing, when there are black people that do this business. So they're Absolutely. like, they're always shocked. And like when somebody tell you what you do for a living and you tell them like, oh, I do this, I'm a designer, I'm, I'm, I'm a product manager, I'm this. Oh, really? What the hell are you so shocked for? They baffled. Like, girl, how? <laughs> how? So what happens? You're so to young you? too, like, right. like if you go into this business and you know, vets do this. They look at you especially like, uh, how old are you? <laughs> yeah, they do. But you can, you it, you don't, even like when I look at like fashion jobs and I look at like the qualifications and stuff like that, how? The qualifications don't even match up to what most of them salaries be Period. for the most part. Period. So it's like y'all want <laughs> us to have all this different experience, but you don't want to pay for it. But like, it don't take that long to learn shit. Exactly. Like, it don't. Like, I literally... The I competence into, is there. Right. 
it's, it's con- and then at the end of the day, every company is going to teach you how they want you to learn anyway. Right. But like when I tell you, I literally fell into production like by accident. Like I was in design and product development before, but then they, the company was closing down, and I just started looking for jobs. And I didn't know exactly what a production system it was, but I read the 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 description. I was like, oh, I can do that shit. Like, well, you know, the con- basic design construction, all right. put stuff together. Like, you can work in production. It's nothing. Right. And then I fell into it, and then I ended up liking it a lot more. I like the product development side, but you don't have to have all these qualifications that is, like, needed to work with somebody who only want to give you $40,000 a year anyway. So it's bad. In New York? Girl. In what? New York, how? <laughs> how does that work? Well, how do we do that? Like, so what, you gotta get it out the mud here. What happened recently? I want to know. That you felt like you was like, oh. I was working. Uh, I was Girl, working you better tell, tell her like and, it is. I mean, you could say the name or not say the name. Right. And you, she just pushed the boundaries a lot with uh, her wording mm-hmm. and questioning if I could do the work. Oh, okay. All right. A lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you could really do this. That's what she was I saying. heard it out her mouth. You know? I don't know if you could. Not like, let me help you, let me train you, no. let me develop you, right. but I don't know. Or I trust you enough to do your job and what I hired you for, right. but I don't think you can do this. Right. Interesting. I had never been told she that white? before. Yes. I don't think you can do this as an employer. As an employer. Interesting. Girl. How did you respond to that? <laughs> How did you respond to this? It just, like, shocked me again because I was like, I had to tell her, you know, your perspective is what it is. I can't knock you for having it, but I just want you to know that how you're approaching me is is not okay. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable. Right. Um, and even that was just like a shocker that I could articulate myself enough to stand up against something like that. Right. And she was taken back that you had an answer or you like, don't, okay, you're not going to talk to me like that and you're not going to tell me something I can't do. And she was taken back because you were defending yourself. Exactly. (laughs) You still work for this lady? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) No modesty in that. Okay. I'm just like, do we still work for her? No, ma'am. And, you know, I struggle with that as a, you know, entrepreneur. Um, Having the stability Mm -hmm. and the finances to do there's no platform for us. So right. we as, you know, individuals, black individuals, we don't have the platform. So it's like, what do you do for, how do you get jobs? How do you got to create jobs for yourself? Absolutely. You got to create opportunities you for yourself. You have to. Yeah. So. I learned that mm-hmm. just from being here. Like, yo, because at any moment, I mean, even with the jobs, like, you can get let go for, um nothing or they'll lie and tell you you're getting let go from one thing when it's completely opposite and that's happened to me a few times like I've been um I've been fired and and when I asked I'm like so what um I was just curious I was like so what is it that you're passing on I hadn't been there long I'd only been there like a maybe two months if that and she was like yeah it's kind of like a probationary period and um you know we just I'm gonna decide not to like move forward and I'm like well what's the feedback just so I know like moving forward into another position and she was just like um you're sketching huh huh what first of all I don't even sketch here like and the crazy thing is I know how to sketch but this job doesn't require me to sketch so I was just like my sketching my sketching white lady jewish lady i was just like i was gonna 
go ahead and be like, bitch, bye. You're lying. Good night. Um, but she had my last check in her hand. So I wouldn't have to come back. So she had already had it like done and stuff like that. Same. I just took it and I was just like, all right, sis. Because I'm just like, this. It, the job was a fit tech specialist and like an assistant design. So it was like the designers um, were designing it. We, we were just like getting it made. So we was like getting the samples made, ordering the patterns, um, doing like the specifications, measuring everything when, we, when the samples come in. What a part of that has to do with sketching. Like, you wanted someone who could design for you? That's like insane. That didn't even make sense. But I'm just like, what the fuck ever? Like, girl, like, that didn't even make sense. And that happens, I feel like, often, which is why I, like, you've been here six years. I've been here five years. Girl, I probably done worked at, like, 12 companies since I've been Same. here. Like, and it's like, and, and I, but I have, I don't have no loyalty to anyone. And I hear people, like, within the industry constantly complaining about how they don't like their job. Right. And I'm like, quit. Right. So many jobs out here. And you don't Shout have out to, to my mama. She called me a professional job finder. Exactly. <laughs> my mama called me the bounce back queen. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you would be out of work, but you would be back at work in like 30, in like three weeks. I'm like, you right, sis. Like, I really am. That's like, I'm it. not concerned about it because I think it was only one time I was low down because I was just like, it just caught me. It really caught me off guard because they had, I talked to the, my manager earlier that day and he was telling me what a good job I was doing and all this different stuff so it's like you first of all i never asked you it was like a review time and then like that he was just telling me like hyping me up and then hr came to me later that day and was just like yeah um we're gonna have to let you go and i'm just like the fuck for the letdown like i'm just like why would you pump me up to let me down and i even said i was just like he just i just spoke to him so she was like, really? Like, and she she didn't know or whatever. I'm like, literally was just on the phone with this man because he was out the country and he talking to me and stuff like that. I'm like, so y'all waited until you waited till you left. Then you want to tell me how much of a job you did then let HR come when you're not around to do it. And I just thought it was so Passive like, so I sent him an email and I was just like, you just was on, like I had to go off. And then I CC HR on it and stuff like that too. But sis collected all her unemployment. <laughs> Period. All of it. To oh. the end of time. Good night. <laughs> right. But it just it just goes to show, like, you didn't have to say shit to me in all honesty. Like, right. you could have just, like, not spoken to me that day. Like, you didn't have to hit me up and start telling me what I'm doing a great job. And then that shit, that pissed me off. But other than that, I bounced right the fuck back. I went to D.C. that weekend. had a great ass time. Kept fucking <laughs> I moving. love how she be on the road. <laughs> right. I'm like, fuck this. I'm Take leaving. Take my act on the road, girl. Right. Bye. Right. Bye. Right. Yeah. But it... <sighs> So do you find that when you are in certain positions that you are the token black girl um, in some of these positions? Absolutely. And h- how do you feel? Because I went to the Harlem Fashion Row and she was talking about like having advocates, having people that are there for you. I'm like, but if you are that only person, where is that advocate? Like, where is that one person? Like, there is no other one person to be like that support system to you. So how right. do you deal with that? I just look. You know, for my family for support. Mm-hmm. But that's difficult because they're not here. Right. So you have, to, I have to reach out. Mm-hmm. Like I have to reach back to my roots. Okay. Um, I have a network, of, of course. Right. Um, of people who are doing their thing, mm-hmm. like you, Lenise. Mm-hmm. You're doing your thing, and I, I appreciate that because you're in New York, mm-hmm. so you know the struggle. Yeah. <laughs> so Do you I. can relate to it. But being a token black person. In general, it's just a weird way of saying. That's even weird to say. Yeah. That you the token black person. Like, yeah, it is. Because I have my own identity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can look to me to always 
push through mm-hmm. and give you 110% all, all the time at a, in, in anything that I go into. I'm always an asset. Gotcha. Um, but it's just, you know, when you have to digress because people don't understand you and where you come from and they don't want to ask. They want to assume. They want to assume. Right. That becomes where I have to step back and call my mama like, girl. Let me tell you about these motherfuckers today. <laughs> <laughs> That's how every conversation starts off with my mama. Let me tell you about them, ma. Come on, help me. Because, uh-huh. you know, it's hard. Mm-hmm. As a female, a black female at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even think. I can think of so many things to tell you, Anise. <laughs> but we're going to keep it clean today. Um, <laughs> but no, you don't have to keep it clean. <laughs> We this is not clean, being clean. We let TV. it be raw and uh, cut up in here. You can say whatever you want. So this is a free space. Yeah. To talk our shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's what we do up in here. Because I do. I, she comes. She's like, I'm going to keep it nice. <laughs> they know who they are. I yeah. mean, you just have. I just make sure that I'm always on my P's and Q's. And I take care of my body. I take care of my health. I take care of my mental space. I'm mm-hmm. always self-care awareness you meditate I'm always, oh, oh girl yeah. please just zen me out right give me a couple deep breaths i'm practicing my breathing skills mm-hmm. now um do you work with crystals too i'm trying okay i'm into a whole list the whole holistic things so okay. i'm juicing um um herbal tea Dope. all that like just to cleanse myself of anything any negativity that attached itself to me while i'm you know, shaking and moving out here. True. Right. I get that. Do you find that um, there are not a lot of resources when it comes to other, like, African-Americans that work in this industry that you feel like could help you or, like, mentor you and that you just, they just don't? Yeah. There are some coming out now. Mm -hmm. Um, Dapper Dan has his change program. Mm -hmm. Um, Misa Hilton has her whole situation going, her mentor how do you feel about that for Dan? I think he's a brilliant guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand his hustle. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a field of hustlers, so I know how to hustle. Right. Um, you don't feel, do you feel like he's a sellout? I think that he's just taking the avenues to build his empire. Gotcha. Yeah, he said it on Breakfast Club. He's like, I just want to go global because a lot of people was calling him like a sellout or whatever. Right. Like they took everything from it, then you don't go work for them. Like right, um, it's it's kind of a catch twenty two though. True, uh, you work for so long, what you you looking for is a, a come up or a, a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that he's found it for now because mm-hmm. he's creating so many programs within what he has done. Right. <clears throat> so, you know, when you when you when you with your family. And you have like kids and grandkids. You already got employees, baby. True. So he got his lineup. You True. know what I'm saying? Like I need to have a big family. Period. I'm gonna have to pop out like six kids so they can run these businesses. <laughs> Period. Wait, I think it was a plastic. It's uh ran off on the plug twice. <laughs> That nigga said, I want to have it about 10 kids. Give a million piece now and tell them, do what your daddy did. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like, and when he said that shit, and that's like my favorite line, but that shit is funny. Right, yeah, let me give, let me have a whole bunch of kids. 
put them in the game and like let them come through and just flourish and build legacies. And I feel like that's one thing in African American community. I feel like we're slightly lacking in. Right. It's like keeping everything in house. Like right. I've shopped definitely. I've shopped my brand or my company around to my family members. My daddy told me he's gonna buy some shares of it. Uh, my aunt just said she's gonna buy some shares. But it's so many people in my family to me that is not versed when it comes to shareholding and being in business and stuff like that, that it's just like, damn, I want us all to eat. And I'm not charging y'all a lot for these shares, but you're gonna make money off of this in the long run. Your kids gonna be able to make mm-hmm. money off of this or whatever. Like I don't have like kids and stuff like that to like put them on right now. So right mm-hmm. now I'm trying to go to the people that's next to me, like aunts and uncles and cousins and stuff like that. And I feel like a lot of them rather put their money somewhere else. And I'm just like, see, it's it's just difficult. But that's also because I don't feel like my dad's side of the family is like that. Let's get these investments going. Let's work together. They're, they're very well educated. Everybody over there is like at the plateau of like a lot of their careers and stuff like that. Some of them retiring now. But like my mama's side, we're not that unified. We're not unified at all. And people mostly on my mama's side is from the west side of Chicago. They've been in and out of jail. They've been in on and off of drugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a few that have gotten their life better, but they're complacent. Mm. And they just happy with the way it is. Like they're not looking to grow. Mm. And I think we can work on that as a whole, like as a family. And I think there are a lot of black families out there that are like that. Right. Instead of saying like the bigger picture, like, yo, I got somebody in my family to do this and it's dope. Like if I had like a I don't have anyone in my family, but somebody in my family did music and they was and knowing they was dope, I'd be on it. Like right. boom, 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 boom. Like let's get you popping. Like right. and act an actor. Like ooh, what age what agency we got you booked with? Like stuff like that. But I don't have like many artists in my family or anything like that. But that's what I'm on. Yeah. When you have kids. Girl. <laughs> when we you married I'm like, foundation. <laughs> my husband is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um HD. <laughs> Shout out to my honey. <laughs> He keeps himself busy with, like, entertainment and fashion. He's a designer. So we have many avenues of uh, income, the streams of income that we want to make sure that we give to our kids and prepare ourselves for our kids. Um, Like you were saying, like, my family is from Detroit, so I always have to educate them on the arts. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, his family is from Trinidad, so we have to educate them on the arts mm-hmm. and also still stand firm in the soil and making ourselves um, comfortable and unite ourselves together in that field, you right. know, not as individuals, but as a whole. Right. I would say it's like super dope though to have like a husband that is into art and fashion and music and like all the things that you guys uh, like have in common. Like, do you find that sometimes you guys uh, bump heads artistically, or is it just like a beautiful like artist relationship and y'all just bouncing ideas <laughs> off each other all the time? <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the business side that make us bump heads the hmm. most. Um, the artistic side is is fluid. Mm-hmm. That's my best friend. So, um, That's what's up. we kind of collaborate on ideas, and they become bigger somehow. They just grow mm-hmm. when we do it together. And that's the thing about marriage that I've really um, understood. Like I'm starting to understand even more is when you do things together, 
it's it's a bigger picture. It's mm-hmm. a bigger pic a big a bigger outlook on it. Absolutely. When you do things like individually, even in a group setting, even if you have to be like in a team setting, it's better to do it with other people. Because mm-hmm. then you have those perspectives. You ha- you know you know what you're doing, but also you have somebody else's ideas or perspective on what's going on. So it becomes like, it gets bigger. Mm-hmm. It's not just so one-sided. Gotcha. So, um, it's yeah. nice that, it's, that you're able, that y'all can come together like that. You know, Big Goofy like th- thought he was into fashion too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he didn't understand the aspects of fashion. He had it. It's just like Fashion Nova. Right. But he thought he was Mr. Fashion. Like, yeah. girl, and when he used to cheat, he used to tell these women that being it was business partners and they'd be on the clothing line together. <laughs> Please, y'all. I just need this beautiful woman to meet her beautiful mate because... <laughs> We don't need no fashion girl, over here. Okay, girl. When the girls told me that, I said, "Clothing line. What fucking clothing line do he got?" <laughs> no, so confused. Uh-uh. No, that's embarrassing. I remember you telling me that we was at brunch. I think we was at Woodland. And I was telling you something else about him, and you was like, "No." <laughs> Lenise, I'm like, that's always your same motion. Lenise, no. Don't. Why? What's happening? What is going on? I am weak. Please. Like, like and it could have been, out. but it could have been great because he did, he did have a men's habit and it could have helped me, like, you know, because I've always wanted to, like, tap into men's fashion, but I just don't really know where to go with it uh-huh. you know without it's fashion is becoming so unisex now right and i just wanted to do something but it'd be nice to have like a man have his perspective like see what he likes to fight that and it could have been on like some whole power i'm artistic and he i ain't gonna say is he artistic he wasn't artistic he wasn't he could draw a little bit okay but he wasn't like a big drawer but he was stupid he couldn't read no really. <gasps> I don't think I ever told you that, sis. Oh, no. Fam didn't even finish high school, sis. Like, couldn't even. No. But that's not the ones that should be <laughs> more artistic. When you can't read, you probably should be a little bit more on the creative side. You should be. I mean, you should find your lane, but. Right. You can't Yikes. read. Yikes. <laughs> Mm-mm. I can't. You gotta have the basics, honey. Come right, on, a diaper bag or something. Better, come on. <laughs> I hate you. So what is going on in like the music world? So what are you guys working on? Are you incorporating fashion and music and bringing some stuff together? I feel like that's exactly what y'all doing. What we y'all are, doing? Oh, what are. y'all doing? Plug International is our marketing and branding company. Me and my husband, um, we're working with artists, independent artists, artists that are, um, and we collab with them um, on fashion perspective, uh, management perspectives. We just collaborate them as a whole and give them a team and an avenue to do what it is that they want to do with their ideas, um, just putting it on a bigger platform for them. Um, so their image is, like, highly involved in this. Image, mm. right. Um, pop-ups. So we do a, lot, a deal with a lot of the merchandise mm. and the design side as well. Um, so it's almost like a brand manager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, my husband's more on the business side of that. 
he got an alley-oop himself, girl, because <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I, I, I really like talking to people and, like, understanding what their perspectives in, um, in art is. Because, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I'm just, like, real crazy in my head about it. Mm-hmm. It, it all just makes sense. Uh, if you just get your ideas out, it starts to make sense. Gotcha. And you, can, and you just, what's your favorite medium, though, for get, taking your ideas out of your head? Talking about them. Talking about them. Okay. Yeah, writing them down. Got you, like putting them down, and yeah. then how do you express them? Like, do you prefer to express them like through through visuals, through um, fashion, like through like creating a garment, or like through um, painting, or do you paint or like draw? And stuff like I like that? to paint. I like to draw, mm-hmm. um, but I'm more of like a visual person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to do mood boards first, mm-hmm. and then move from there. Okay, like so your mood board, like, and so your mood board is a good medium for like taking everything that's in your head and like putting it out, exactly. like in a big. So you probably got a lot of those, don't you, girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever thought about doing like a fashion on film? Yes, always. I don't know fashion how fashion cinema is my thing. How, <laughs> how do you? And how would you? It's, it's, I guess it's hard to say. Like, how would you do that? Because I've seen one before. Uh-huh. I, I donated some, not you donated, I let somebody pull some pieces to do one. When I say back in the day, honey, when I tell you, um, maybe like 2010, 2011, I'm still in Chicago. Um, Rachel, um, Ryan Henry's girl, she was the model. Okay. And then the, the, the stylist at the time, I think it was Asia Carr. She's, um, you know her? She went to Columbia. Asia Carr. Yeah, Asia Carr. She's like a stylist. She's like more like a brand image consultant and stuff like that oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. She had both uh-huh. of my pieces for this fashion on film. And it's on YouTube. And it's just like, it's like her walking like through like a dark alley. Like, it's really cool. It's like really cool setting. But it's like, it's no one talking or anything like that. It's just the fashion, the the background, the the music that they chose, like do the editing. And I'm like, I totally would want to do something. But I don't think that I'm as great, like, not great. I don't know. I do nothing when it comes to visual like, okay. at all. Like I know my when I. That's why I'm like, I've never seen a Calier, uh commercial or video. Never or have done it. I've never done it because I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do with it. And it's like I just know how to make the clothes. Like I know how like if I have an idea in my head or if I see a piece of architecture or something like that, I know how to translate that into a clothing piece. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to translate that into like a visual which I would love to know how to do or work with someone like you who can do that I would love to do like a commercial or like but I have like no damn clue <laughs> like yeah, even when it starts visual like visual I feel like it's a little bit deep, like hard I think with the mood board it could be helpful yeah. but I wouldn't even know how to pull that out because I guess like for me my brain don't work like that like my brain just always my translates to me, my medium is clothing like it translates to how can I get some fabric to look like that or what piece of something like, you know, in Project Runway they always do like those materials challenge. Like what can I use to create what I'm seeing mm-hmm. somewhere else? But yeah. I can't think about like how to get it like in a like in a video setting and that's a whole different medium. Mm-hmm. So but have you always done that? Like have you always been able to do that? Like what did you like what inspired you I guess to do that and like to be able to take these things and put it like in video form. Like I feel like that requires a special skill yeah. up here. <laughs> I ain't got that skill. Yeah. Just watching movies. I'm a big cinema queen. Okay. I love film. Ugh. It's what's your favorite fashion on film? Well what's your favorite movie? Um that has like the like the ultimate fashion like you just love do the right thing really period yes early 90s fashion absolutely anything black in film mm-hmm. uh i love i uh, me too 
I'm an Eddie Murphy fan. Mo Better so. Blues. That's why I did the Harlem Nights party. That's the one of my favorite. That's my Ooh. favorite movie. That's why Ooh, I did that, that party. party was everything. Okay, I'm like that was, and that was to me. That was my way of expressing. And I made like a little Pinterest board, but of course I can't take the credit for doing that. My friend did it for me. I made a Pinterest board, and I'm like, yo, I just want to capture Harlem in the 1930s because I'm turning 30s. And that fucking movie came out in '89. That's the year I was born. See? So I was just like, I yeah. love me some Eddie Murphy. I love Richard Pryor. Like I just love it all. And I'm just like, just make that happen. But right. she was able to do it. I still couldn't. <laughs> like, yeah. I still wasn't able to. And it, it turned out beautiful, but I was just like, damn, this would be dope if I actually knew how to in- do these things. <laughs> yeah. What do you see? Look at me. What, do you, what What would you do? And as far as, like, creating? Mm-hmm. Like, if you was to, like, because I feel like you know what my, what my style kind of looks like. What would you, what kind of scene would you set for something like that? I would set something real city. Real city. You're a you're a city girl. <laughs> you thrive best in in like go, the go getter situation. Mm-hmm. So I would just put you in the city. I would have your pieces rocking through Canal Street, so hard. Right. See, I, yeah, I can't do those fields and floors. I don't see that stuff in me like that. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I like, but I that's mean, how you that's, see and it. That's what a and that makes sense, you though. Have but to, that's a creative process. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see your ideas. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't even see my ideas for my brand. Mm-hmm. But when you get them out and you have people around you, we got to stop being afraid to have people around us and our ideas. True. Because that's just stifling our process to get into the other side. Yeah, you get you get the uh, I ain't gonna tell nobody because they're gonna steal my idea. You, you like you get that vibe a lot from people. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or very hesitant because mm-hmm. they don't know if it's gonna sound stupid or, you know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. things that you can't control. Right. You just have to de- you have to delegate what you want. Yeah. And I then, do agree with you when you said like unity and like bringing people together and mm-hmm. like talking to them. It's like that. Hopefully you meet some dope people today <laughs> that you haven't met before. And then I, I feel like it's going to be a lot of like other designers and stuff like that. Like people that I'm cool with or whatever. But I like those settings too, which is why I'm always like, let's do something together. Let's have brunch. Mm-hmm. Let's be like in a group and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But then you do get those some people like within those groups, they think that they're above everyone else. And yeah, they don't want to, they don't want to work with you or they like try to downgrade what you do right yeah which yeah. i think because I, I feel like one of the designers mentioned to me she was speaking to another designer and the designer said to her um yeah i saw you did your little fashion show excuse me little sis little is that production that, you're right but but <laughs> but do you see what i'm saying like even like the, the even like the verbiage behind <laughs> it is like why well, has she got to be little like what and then in the i just thought it was like very the, a very poor choice of words from one designer to another designer it was mm-hmm. very condescending mm-hmm. and i'm like that's how we talking to each other we're supposed to be like a sisterhood like that's not cool we gotta like, change the narrative absolutely yeah and i think now it I feel like I'm trying to change it. Like, that's why I do, like, the little black girls design a brunch. And I, like, started, like, their groups and stuff like that. Because all these women is from here, sis. Y'all all know each other from high school. Y'all all probably went to FIT together. A lot of them See? went to fashion industry high schools together. A lot of them went to FIT or the arts, too. But ain't no unity. Nobody started coming together and talking to one another until I started bringing them together. And I feel like that's, I guess, like, the hard part in New York. Like, everybody's so standoffish. It's just yeah. like, when y'all do the same shit, be friends. Right. Have a network. 
come together. You right. never know how one person can help the next person. And I feel like that's something that they they lack here or they scared or um, we was talking, it was like, yeah, she walked right up to me in the fabric store and started talking to me. She was like, New Yorkers don't do that. We don't walk up to people and start talking to people. And I was like, well, should I do it? Exactly. But I'm not your a New shoes, Yorker. Your shoes cute, sis. How you doing? Right. Hey. <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, that's the, the best thing you can ever do is network and mm. open up your eyes to other people. Right. Girl. Did especially you other women. When, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to tell sis she cute. Right. You cute. Right. If you cute, you cute. If you cute, you cute. Now, I ain't going to tell you not, if you ugly. <laughs> if you ugly, I ain't going to tell you. I'm just not going to say that. But nothing. let's all just keep it cute. I yeah. mean, addressing another woman in her space, you got to keep it cute. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, we got to get off our high horse and understand that we're all queens in this industry. And they're looking for us. We not, we're not the bottom line. We're, right. we're, we're on top of the food chain. Like right. People look for us now. Right. So we have to be unified in that sense to you know, encourage one another to be better. Okay. Now tell me what you think about this. I went to a, um, a grant opening party. Uh, you, know, you heard of Harlem Fashion Row, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So um, her assistants came together, and they're doing like a publication called Third Row. And they just started this new like magazine. It's like, pretty much everything fashion. There was a young lady there who walked up to um, two other young ladies and told them that they were very pretty and that she was an aspiring photographer and that she wanted to take pictures of them. And then, of course, these ladies, like, well, let me see your portfolio or whatever. And she's like, well, I don't really have a portfolio. Like, I'm just starting out. I'm just, you know, asking you guys like that. And I kind of walked in on half of the conversation, but I pretty much got the gist of it. They read her, and they were like, well, you don't know who you're talking to. Like, you don't know how long my portfolio is or who I've worked with. And the young lady, she was young. She was like 21 22 and she's like yeah um but if i walk up to you and you know i just tell you that i want to do something she's like, well where's your business card where is this she's like, but i'm just starting out and they but when i tell you they was hitting us so hard that they made this little girl cry they made this little girl cry and it was two girls that had modeled and been modeling for a while not y'all not naomi so y'all need to relax first off but also from her standpoint it's like since even when you were starting out you do need to have like a business card or some type of reference point you know just something so i understood both mm-hmm. sides of it but it's like in that type of situation, oh, honestly, I may have been a little bit discouraged. Like, I walked up to someone, I complimented them, I'm being open, I'm telling them what I'm doing and what I'm aspiring to do, and they basically don't want to work with me because I don't have a portfolio. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? You got to be ready, girl. <laughs> um, so you think she should have been more prepared? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be that girl, mm-hmm. you know, on the opposite side. Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Why do you want to take a picture of me? Why do you want to do this with me? Right. And you're not solidified. But when you learn, you have the experiences under your belt, you don't act a certain way. Right. But that's the difference between somebody that's learning and that's the difference between a professional to me. Right. But how does somebody who's learning get to that experience if they get shot down like that when trying to grow their portfolio yeah it's it's really no way you could stop that from happening that's pretty much a learning experience and i know she's gonna take all that with her i felt bad for her i was like did they just make this little girl cry yeah that's crazy <laughs> yeah and i bet she never she i bet never she won't thought, do it again yeah and she never will do that again mm-hmm. come unprepared but 
also that I hope it didn't translate mm-hmm. to being negative or have a negative energy about what she really her passion is. Right. Um, a lot of us use a stepping stool for anger and trying to get people back, and mm-hmm. that's what turns us all off. Right. Because it's like I gotta show these people here. Yeah. Show them with your work, not with your attitude. Absolutely. That's good advice. Yes. Yes, that is good advice. So what other advice would you give to, like, someone who's, like, new to the industry? Like, do you think that, you know, we're talking about, like, creating opportunities, but do you think that working under people for whatever amount of time is beneficial still? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Getting your feet wet. But not, like, a long (laughs) time. Like, you don't have to be, because you can go into a company and you can learn some shit in, like, three weeks. Yeah. Honesty, and then get what you need to get and keep it packing. But you learning. Right, you learning. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just going out there, sitting down with a person, having a conversation like you know. Right, true. Like, oh, I think. No, it's what I know. These are my my experiences. Mm -hmm. I come prepared (laughs) and professional. Facts. Um, That's just all it is. You know, you can't be whack out here. (laughs) (laughs) So what's next for... For all you're doing, like, what's next for Hippie Acid? Hippie Acid, man, um, fashion film. Um, I want to travel internationally with that with visual. Okay. With the visuals, I want to, you know, network with my other sisters and my brothers on visual aspects and indexes to build our portfolio in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you go overseas. I know from experience. I've been to Turkey. I've been to Greece. I've been to a couple places, so I know mm-hmm. they relate to us, mm-hmm. our culture. You know, yeah. you might find a place that you like, a neighborhood that you are, that you know of, or you're comfortable with, right? In Greece, somewhere. So mm-hmm. we have to expand. I think I'm currently ready to expand um, into what global my, markets. Yeah. That's what that we're doing. Like, I'm trying to go global. <laughs> Into global markets. Right. And my narrative just be expanded from there. And you think that that would ever transition into um, directing? Because ultimately, like, visuals is a form of, like, like creative the direction. A shout out to Tiana Taylor. She, Her and the aunties. I had a, a group, you know, Mighty, Ari, Christina, yes. Ari. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We used to be the aunties okay. <laughs> in Chicago. Um you know, way back. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was like way back, but a decade <laughs> ago. Uh-huh. Um, just pulling vintage pieces and stuff like that. But Tiana Taylor is doing something really great with her talent mm-hmm. in directing and producing. Um, and I think that's that's definitely where I see myself. Um, but being an all-around rock star, like right. just rocking it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With different perspectives and aspects of life. Because not everybody lived the same way as you. Right. And you never know who you can connect to. True. And this world is expanding so much. You can see it on social media. You can see it out here. People are evolving. Absolutely. And that's the purpose of what we do. So that we can translate that language to people. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know. I'm just trying to get my, <laughs> my whole jam together, you know? I feel you. So I, uh, the last segment I do is just, like, um, muse, inspiration, um, or whatever. So I want you to recommend, like, a like a, a art 
show or like a museum or certain reading or whoever like your current muses right now that you think that inspiring artists visionaries should be looking at like is there any exhibits that you think are really dope right now um urban glass urban glass in downtown brooklyn is super dope urban glass yeah um they have a lot of exhibits um in the back of the store and i just seen one recently about the cylinders and how Pretty much they didn't want to say it, but how bongs were made. They put it into <laughs> bombs instead of bongs. Okay. <laughs> but, um, That's funny. Yeah, that was a dope exhibit. Uh, I can't remember the name of the artist. Please forgive me. But that was a dope exhibit I saw recently, maybe two, three weeks ago. Okay. Um, Muse, you said? Yeah, if you have one right now. A muse. So when you look to willow smith is pretty dope oh nice uh, i do her, like her yeah her third eye be open yeah <laughs> um tiana taylor of course is dope um her being from harlem i stay in harlem <laughs> i mean i i live in brooklyn but that culture oh that culture it's like i love uptown. yeah i do love uptown i like brooklyn i'm only been for a while but i you know i love me some harlem i still get my hair done in harlem i get my nails done in harlem i get yes. my lashes done in harlem so <laughs> i'll be in harlem on friday yeah um, i'm actually teaching in harlem this weekend um on friday i'm Go teaching off. at the quick hitters on 116th um it is um hip-hop fashion week so i'll be doing a group of children um and we'll be i'm gonna give them a brief run of like just like the uh history of like 90s fashion 80s fashion and how hip-hop changed the culture and the fashion and then they're gonna make their own shirts nice Mm. good for you babe i'm so proud of you it's gonna be i'll make it real visual because i'm just gonna buy the shirts we gonna get crazy with the fabric paint yeah you know we gonna go crazy with the fabric paint so they can draw them they can write on them i want them to be able to really like express themselves through this shirt so that's That's dope yeah that's giving back to your community i literally just thought about that shit like last week because he told me what the theme was he's like hip-hop fashion i'm like oh that's easy like cool Give them a lesson, boom, 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 how it started, done, done, done. How can I make this come out of these children? Like, how to make them really understand how hip hop influence fashion. See? And that's it. Mm-hmm. You're going to make your own shirt after I, I give you the, after I drop these gems and how it started, show them a little visuals and stuff like that, and then let them express themselves on these shirts. Dope. Yeah. That's expanding the network. Absolutely. And it's in Harlem. Harlem. <laughs> like, it's in Harlem. Yeah. I teach in Brooklyn in like three weeks. Um, Black Girls Sew Green Camp. Okay. Yeah, um, I got the bigger girls this time. Last time I did four to ten. Ooh, honey, them girls. <laughs> four to ten? I tried to teach them pattern making girls. So difficult. Oh, they don't even know what that is. They caught it. They, they did? Ma- they all made crop tops, sis. <laughs> yeah, every that's the single thing you do. child made a crop top. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, is your mom going to let you wear this? Right. So now I got the bigger girls. I got 10 to 14 this time. So um, I'm not really sure what my approach is going to be yet, but I'm going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got them the whole day, so I, I figure it out. Girl, that's a journey. Yeah. The kids be the, the girls. They get, they have journey. a lot of, and they're like, Miss Lanise, Miss Lanise, am I sewing this right? Miss Lanise, am I pinning this right? Miss Lanise, I want to make a skirt to go with my crop top. I, like, I love Jesus it. Jesus Christ. So intrigued. It was like 11 of them, and they all was just talking. But I loved it. It gave me an amazing feeling. And it happened shortly after 
um, I taught shortly after I had lost my job, and that's when I started to really fall into like the education side. It made mm. it was everything to me, just mm. being around the kids and teaching them and stuff like that. And I was just like, this is where I want to be. I want to be in education. Yes. I want to be in consulting, which is why I teach and why I, I do my tours and I consult people because to me, consulting ain't nothing but education. Yeah, for, for the older, yeah, for like an older generation, and then like for the younger kids, I Mentoring. teach, and that's what I want to do like yeah. I very rarely design anymore Collier Bettina is just like sitting somewhere I haven't done anything because I want to really? teach I just want to teach yeah I used to have a passion for it um design itself and I don't think this I is do. the first I've ever heard of this y'all yeah. so I'm like <laughs> I'm like really this yeah, is crazy this is design a Collier and this okay how, and that's you know crazy part is how it happened was because I did the I went to Harlem Fashion Row and I kept missing everything like i was working i was teaching i was consulting and i went there because i'm like you gotta get some inspiration with collier Bettine. you gotta do something you gotta do something next and i was talking to brandis daniel and she was just like do you want to design nobody ever asked me that no <gasps> in a very long time she said you want to design i said it's how i started and she was just like just because it's how you started don't mean that's how you gotta finish she was like because i've known you what, 30 minutes? You don't want to. Oh, you don't want to design. You want to teach. You want to oh teach. You want to consult. And I was like, damn. I'm like, but no, no. But you do like telling say, people but, what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, no, no. I want to design. She's like, yeah, you're going to design through your customers and through your education. You're going to help your clients expand on their designs. You're going to help your teach. You're going to help your students expand and you're going to help That's design beautiful. for them. But you don't have to design. Mm. You could design through them. Yes. And I was just like, damn, she just hit me. I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You, sometimes you don't like, You can do a collection it, every now and then. Do a little capsule collection every now and then if you're feeling it, if you're motivated, if you're inspired by something. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Do a, do a collection when you feel like it. But it does not have to be your main source and you're not passionate about it. And I'm like, that shit crazy because it's like you just read me and she don't even know me damn <laughs> that's the <deep>. yeah <laughs> it was like that i was like wow it doesn't i haven't i haven't sold nothing i ain't drew nothing i ain't done nothing at all yeah sometimes you gotta digress yeah and i was like i tried to draw some because i'm like oh, i'm gonna do outerwear i'm gonna do jumpsuits i started drawing couldn't stay motivated with that pencil and i was just like yeah i was like looking at fabrics i'm like oh i like this i love this eh, i didn't do nothing with it Bought swatches made a move for it Made sketches. It's been sitting in the same place for three months. Just Come saying. on, baby. You got to get them ideas out right. here. You know, because even with mentorship, like, I love talking and counseling people, too, about, mm-hmm. you know, what what means the world to them. But you could do multiple things if you right. just talk to the right people. True. And that's what I, I'm like. I want to do it, but I want to put my focus. I want to lay my focus in in the educational aspect for sure that's definitely where i feel like you should go yeah <laughs> look i'm all for it right. <laughs> well thank you guys for tuning in thank to the black you. and fashion podcast thank you tiara Indeed. i'll make sure i put all her instagram and social media handles in the show notes but you can reach her at, at hippie acid and big bags only right <laughs> that's it <laughs> only big bags only be, oh it's only big bags yeah all right guys thank you as i always say stay black peace out <laughs>